0: Broadcasting live from the SHRM 2021 conference at the Las Vegas Convention Center, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in workplace behavioral health, crisis, and security solutions. Now, here's your host.
1: Hey everyone, Jamie Gasman here, your host of Workplace MVP Broadcasting again from our Sherm 2021 conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. And with me today, I have Brandy Izquierdo. Very good. Say that great. All right. And she is the executive director for SAFE Project. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jamie, I appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about your career journey and how you kind of came to be as part of
0: SAFE Project. Wow, what a journey it's been. Um, I'd like to first start by saying I am the executive director of SAFE Project. However, I'm also a person in long-term recovery. Um, So my journey has been, uh, needless to say, it's been very complex. Uh, And I think right now, especially with this radio station and the behavioral health component of things, uh, the conversation is extremely timely. I will tell you um, from my own personal journey and my own personal perspective, um, I did. I work in the behavioral health field now, but that is not the trajectory of my career or where I thought it was going to be. Um, during my active addiction stages or, or days, for example, uh, I worked in the corporate world, and you know what a timely conversation to have, because I found myself, um, you know, really faced with a lot of challenges in terms of mental health and substance use, and quite often in the workplace environment, we don't have those conversations as candidly as we need to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So from your perspective, those conversations, you know, and we can probably get into that, but like, how does an employer open up those environments? So from somebody who's actually gone through that, what would you have wanted at that time from your employer?
0: Yeah, I think safety, safety first, a safe space to actually have those conversations. Um, I think quite often, especially in the world of human resources, there's a lot of fear Around mental health conversation, um, substance use conversation, we're afraid of legal issues, um, maybe overstepping our bounds. If I would have had some of those conversations early in my career when I was in the corporate world, I may have recognized that I had a problem. Um, you know, we talk about employee retention, we talk about job performance, we talk about all of that from a a business standpoint, but we don't talk about the why why is there, why are are organizations having a hard time retaining employees? Why are organizations having a a difficult time, um, you know, keeping employees or making sure they're on time or their performance is is, um, up to par? And a lot of times if you start to ask that why and create that safe space in a workplace environment, um, you're more likely uh, for individuals to come out and say, hey, I need help.
1: Yeah, you got to make it comfortable for Mm -hmm. them to be able to that they're not going to be penalized, you know, or treated differently, right? Because we talk a lot, about, a lot about stigma with mental health in the workplace. You know, from your perspective, was that some of what held you back maybe
0: from talking about it? Was just that fear as an individual? Absolutely. I mean, even if you take a look at my family dynamic, for example, you know, there was a lot of substance use um, in my earlier years and my youth years. Uh, and I didn't want to be one of those people. And it wasn't until, you know, the disease of addiction is very cunning and baffling. So we don't know what's going to hit us. And once it does, you're in those grips and then you become those people. Mm -hmm. And you perpetuate the stigma and the shame, both internally and externally. So you're not as um, free or feel as free or, or liberated to actually talk about that. And I think from an employer standpoint also, you know, Quite often, we don't think it's our problem. Um, you always hear, especially with the addiction epidemic that's going on now, we're losing ninety-three American, ninety-three thousand Americans, over two hundred and fifty individuals a day, and we deem it as a public health crisis. But it's more than that. It is definitely more than that. And I think corporations and businesses need to invest in their people and in their communities, and this is one way to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, and at a corporate or business level, you know, really that can be sometimes the first places that you see that. I mean, you hear it with like schools and children, that's their outlet and that's usually where people can see that somebody needs help. You know, if an employer is more open to seeing some of that or has education around the signs, you know, that might be able to help them and being able to, you know, give an extension to their employee of help and support that maybe they have, aren't able to get that outside of the workplace.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we look at America and our work habits Um, you know, I, for me, for Safe Project, I really try to build a culture of safe space or a judgment-free zone. We're with individuals in our workplace more than eight hours a day. If we say that we typically work 40 hours, um, we're probably lying. We're probably working more than that. Um, so we're around other individuals, um, in terms of colleagues, uh, professionals, vendors, um, you know, just to name a few. So we really need to understand the signs and symptoms of addiction and invest in our employees uh, rather than just doing away with them because, you know, perhaps that's a liability. It really, um, we talk a lot of stuff as far as, oh, I care about my employees, but do you really care about your employees? And if you do, start talking the talk and walking the walk.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Safe Project, tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about your nonprofit and the work
0: that you do. Sure. So again, as I mentioned, Safe Project was founded um, uh, by Admiral Winnefeld, and his wife Sandy who lost their son to an accidental overdose in 2017 actually on a college campus. So their heart is in the collegiate space but more importantly the community space as well. So we work with different stakeholders uh, whether it be uh, college campuses, communities, safe workplaces, and safe veterans. So in working with those different stakeholders we know that we need to create collaborative partnerships um, to ensure that we are providing the best resources, education, and knowledge around substance use and mental health challenges that we possibly can throughout the nation. And that's what we do. We meet communities and our stakeholders where they are and start to move them in the right direction. I kind of call it the Monty Hall approach, um, mm-hmm. kind of old school. You know, let's pick number door door one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Um, door number one, for example, may, some, may be something as simple as let's provide some preventive measures. Um, we're here with Deterra, for example, as one of our partners in um, drug disposal bags, in-home drug disposal bags. Or we may want to go a little bit deeper and say, hey, how can we start developing these uh, initiatives and these programs in your workplaces? Not only to encompass a holistic wellness approach, but also tackle you know, stigma associated with addiction and, and mental health.
1: Yeah. And I've heard that, the, you know, from some statistics <clears throat> that, you know, with people being home over this last mm-hmm. year substance abuse addictions are on the rise because they're they're doing it at home and they're able to you nobody's know, there's nobody to be able to kind of catch some of that stuff has your work increased you know or what what kinds
0: of things have you guys put into place in kind of response to that absolutely um, it has increased we are really taking off we we launched our um, safe workplaces initiative uh, not too long ago um, probably about six months ago it's been in development for a little bit over a year but When COVID hit, what we realized that, you know, we need to start communicating with individuals because you can't compartmentalize. It's not your daily routine where you go to work, you work in an environment, and then you come home. Um, You can really, you know, move back and forth in the substance use arena as far as uh, your use is concerned and hide it very well. Um, But there are also a lot of different uh, aspects of mental health. You're dealing with being a mom, perhaps a teacher, um, trying to keep your kids together, uh, yourself together. And there's no clear disconnect when it comes to work and your home environment. So we're seeing a lot in terms of mental health um, on the rise. uh, People, but I'm also seeing some good stuff too. I'm seeing telehealth coming into play. I'm seeing individual organizations and businesses really saying, hey, how do we maintain the health and well-being of our employees? But it's pretty interesting. We can lead quite often with the mental health side of things. People are a little more accepting of that. They're not as accepting of the substance use side. Um, so we, I think we need to really you know, shine some light on that and that it is happening and it affects everyone.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're here at SHRM, obviously an HR-focused <clears throat> or, uh, conference. If you were going to give advice to these HR leaders that are here at this conference from your own personal perspective, what
0: would you want to leave them with? I think I'd want to leave them with invest in your employees, not only from a work performance perspective, but also from a well-being perspective. Start having those conversations um, and start to build a culture that creates judgment-free, safe zones. Um, You know, again, we're, we're seeing that we can't retain employees. We need to start investing in them as people. We don't stop at the door and drop our bags off when we're talking about our problems or issues or challenges um, in our home life. So we need to start recognizing that and and really just invest in our people and kind of get back to old school, you know, care.
1: Yeah. Just care. Awesome. And creating that environment of safety. Right. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, or get more information about SAFE Project and the work that you're doing, how would they go about doing that?
0: Sure. They can visit us on our website at www.safeproject.us. And I'm all about emailing me directly, which is Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-E-E, at safeproject.us.
1: Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Brandy, for joining us. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for for providing an opportunity for HR leaders to kind of hear another perspective and, and also kind of be more aware of ways that they can help support their employees that may be dealing with some substance abuse. Thanks
0: Thank you for so much us. for having me. I appreciate it.